Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning. And today's episode is brought to you in part by the Business Radio X Small Business Initiative, Main Street Warriors, defending capitalism, promoting small business, and supporting our local community. For more information, go to MainStreetWarriors.org. And a special note of thanks to our title sponsor for the Cherokee chapter of Main Street Warriors, Diesel David, Inc. Please go check them out at DieselDavid.com. All right, you guys ready for the headliner? It is time. Please join us in welcoming to the broadcast with Golf to Grow, Mr. William Thomas. How are you, man? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Stone? I am doing well. I've really been looking forward to this conversation. I've seen you around town at the business club at Darren Hunter's thing the other day when we did the viewing party, and we have so many uh, friends and associates in in common. So I've really been looking forward to this conversation. I got a thousand questions. I I know we're not going to get to them all, but I'm thinking a good place to start would be if you could articulate for for me and our listeners mission, purpose. What are what are you and, and your team really out there trying to do for folks, man? Well, Stone, thank you for having us. Uh, we are excited to be here as well. Uh, just to kind of give you an, an idea of what our purpose and our mission is, it is just to take advantage of the community that we have, um, to allow those in our community who um, have a niche, have a need, have a service, um, particularly those who are nonprofits. Uh, and our goal is to help them to be able to raise, fun, raise funds through a fun field event like a golf tournament. Uh, so we are able to partner with our nonprofits that are local, um, some outside of Cherokee County, but primarily in Cherokee County, to host and put together a fun, awesome golf tournament to raise funds and raise awareness uh, for their cause and what they're trying to accomplish. Well, take me back to the beginning. How did you land here? How did this all get started? Well, I am a, a huge fan of putting together events. Uh, I like to to put things together, to do things, to have a particular focus. And I just happen to enjoy the game of golf. Uh, I love the social aspect of it. I love the fact that you get to build relationships. Um, and I also understand that there's power on the golf course. A lot of uh, transactions as far as business, um, even if it's not a I'm cutting you a check, you're cutting me a check. But it's the relationships that are built that ultimately build those uh, those connections from from the business standpoint. So uh, uh, several months ago, I was uh, out on the golf course and and. I wanted to put together just some things with some friends and sent out some feelers that, hey, if we had a little fun tournament, would you be a part of it? And initially it started out with just a couple of people. And then, you know, a couple of minutes later, I get a text and, hey, can can I invite so-and-so? And, hey, this so-and-so wants to invite so-and-so else. And all of a sudden it turned into a full bore event. Um, I was getting Venmo requests and Zelle requests, the people sending money to get the you know the uh, the event set up and to get it paid for, and my wife um, just hearing all this commotion on the phone didn't understand why we were getting, <laughs> getting money sent over and over and over again, and uh, so I let her know, hey, I'm just putting together a you know, little fun event to have some you know some guys hanging out, raise some money, uh, play in some contest, uh, and and just see if we can have fun, and my wife essentially said, well why don't you do this for a living? 
why don't you put together golf wow. tournaments? And, um, you know, I, I looked at the logistics and the dynamics and, and we wanted to create something that it was essentially a no brainer for people to do. So beyond just creating the golf tournaments, um, we said, why don't we just plug in with local entities that care about our community? Um, we have a heart for our community. My wife grew up here in, in Woodstock, grew up in downtown Woodstock on Kyle Street behind the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So she just has a real passion for this community, and I do as well as her husband. So we just said if we can plug in and engage those in our community who are serving, who need to raise money to be able to perform their mission, let's see if we can do that. And I'm really good at marketing. I'm really good at creating value for others and for businesses. So it just made sense. If we can put on a full-scale marketing platform that engages the community to play, engages the community that needs to raise the money, and engages local business owners to grow their visibility and their brand, it's a no-brainer and a win for everybody. Yeah. And, and your wife, Kelly, uh, Kelly, you decided not to get mic'd up this morning, but I'll share with you. I live a block off of Kyle, right in that next little neighborhood on, on Market Street. So, and I walk down, Kyle, That's uh, where, and I see deer. When I walk down there, I see my deer family. And it's, I get the blood running. That's, yeah. uh, wow, what a small world. That's fantastic. So surely it was very exciting in, um, in, in achieving some escape velocity from the traditional career, mm-hmm. going into business for yourself. Were there some challenges in that transition or some surprises? Certainly. Um, I think the number one challenge uh, for any small business owner is the scaling of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've never re- really been overly fearful that I wouldn't be successful in any venture I've taken. Maybe that's a, an extreme braggadocious confidence that I have. <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, yeah, but I, I've always believed that I'd be successful. I've, I've never had a doubt in my mind that I could accomplish what I set out to achieve. But the, the, the biggest concern for us was just the scalability. Could could this be something that, one, would would be viable and 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 profitable for, for those around us and then ultimately for our families, um, but that also that we could grow it in a, in a model that was sustainable, that we could duplicate for others to do. So that was probably our, our biggest challenge and currently is our biggest challenge is, is we are so busy um, right now with the tournaments we have scheduled. What a great challenge <laughs> to have, though, right? <laughs> it definitely is. Um, but you, you, you get kind of nervous. You, you, you know, again, I have that, that extreme confidence in myself but then in the same token, I'm, I also doubt myself at times. Can I perform the way I said I would? Can I achieve what I've uh, you know, presented to my clients? So uh, that's probably the, the number one. And, and then just secondarily, you know, I, I am comfortable in, in my career and in, in what I was doing in finance. Uh, I knew what I was doing. I was, I was good at it. And uh, I, I enjoy those that I serve in, in, you know, as, my, as my, what my full-time profession was. And, and I'm comfortable for my family. You know, I've got two kids in college and, and we've got, uh, you know, we travel a lot. We, we enjoy. You went into business for yourself. And, and at this point in your life, you've got two kids in college. But you are the bravest man I think I've ever met. I just, I've got a good support system. My wife is pretty, <laughs> Clearly. pretty awesome. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. So that, that's kind of, those are the challenges. Just do, do we, how do we scale this? And, you know, is this maybe, should I have, done it sooner or should I have waited later? But I believe that honestly, we were poised for this to be the point where we launched. Um, so it just, we're excited about it. So at this stage, what are you finding the most rewarding? What's the most fun about it for you right now, man? The most fun is chatting with my clients and, and seeing their eyes light up when they think about 
what all they can accomplish, um, how that's going to grow their visibility, their brand, uh, grow potentially the eyes that are on their organization, uh, and ultimately knowing that it's going to be financially rewarding for our clients, um, knowing that we get to put X, Y, Z dollars into their budget. Um, you know, and I, w- I was sharing with someone earlier today that, you know, not that I wouldn't love to serve a nationally, you know, recognizable brand, um, but they don't necessarily need me. Um, they've got mm. the the foot power. They've got the um, the visibility um, to t- attract sponsors and, and funds. But you take the the local small who entity who cares about their community, but doesn't have that kind of brand recognition, and knowing that I'm there to to really help them. That to me is exciting. I mean it 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 literally is what my wife and I get giddy about at night, knowing <laughs> that we're really here for them. And kind of a, I will say, being in finance uh, for a long part of my life after the service, not that there was anything wrong with larger branded financial companies, but our specialty was sitting down with the people who made fifty, sixty thousand a year, who had an extra hundred bucks a month to to, to mm-hmm. save. They didn't have a fifty, you know, fifty thousand, hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, a million dollar portfolio. I really felt like I was their only shot to get to where they wanted to be consistently. We say we take that hundred dollars a month and. You know, we do this for 30 years, and I feel that way about our business. I get to sit down with potentially the nonprofits that I really am going to help them put a, a substantial amount of money in their in their budget. So have you had the benefit of one or more mentors to help you navigate this new world of running your own business, some folks that you can check in with, bounce ideas off of, and maybe have helped you uh, save a little heartache, you know, remove a little friction, shrink the timeline a little bit? Absolutely. So um, I, I will say that my dad was in business for, for many, many years um, huh. before his passing. So I was able to just really bounce just mindset off of him. Um, and I think for most people in business, mindset is key. Um, so I was able just to really kind of get his opinion on things and and get his his stance on things and and ask him how we handle that. Um, but now consistently now I would say um, one is is my brother in law uh, Steve Riddick uh, and his wife my my sister in law Tanya Riddick. Um, he is a Visa executive, does very very well, uh, owns several rental properties, owns uh, several businesses, and they also run a nonprofit. Um, so we've been able really just to kind of run things by them, you know. So we're not you know, we, we laugh about it, but, you know, I don't want to go to jail because I, I didn't get the raffle <laughs> license for a nonprofit, you know, and right. I'm raffling items. So, you know, the last thing I want to do is get in trouble and miss a miss an I or, you know, miss crossing a T. So that's definitely been a mentor. And then just some of the people that have poured into our lives and our community, uh, my wife's parents, my in-laws, uh, for, their business owners retired as well. And just uh, they've always been willing to support us. And, and you know, when we uh, tell them, hey, this is what we're thinking about doing. The first thing they say is, "You're not pregnant again, are you?" And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the next question is, "Is is how can we, how can we serve you? How can we pour into you guys?" And knowing that you have someone that at least believes in you, that that yeah. uh, beyond financial, but more than more than that, it's just hey, absolutely whatever you need us to do, um, we're there. So it's it's been awesome in that regard. So we have a. We have a very unique opportunity this morning since Kelly is headphones only at the at the moment. <laughs> and and clearly, uh, she is tremendous support in, in all of this. But I want to back up a little bit further. How, how did you guys meet? 
Well, that's awesome. Well, the the funny thing is, and and I was going to mention my my other sister in law. Uh, and my brother-in-law, Jasmine and Keegan, um, they are great uh, supporters. But I actually met her her sister first. So mm. back in 2001, a friend of mine, I was um, in my final year of high school. That tells you how old I am. But uh, I'm, I'm getting old. Um, <laughs> but I was in my final year of high school, and a friend of mine um, from high school asked me to come to a church lock-in. And for us as, you know, hormone-crazed teen boys, <laughs> it was a chance to meet girls. Sure, sure. <laughs> That's why we were coming. So we drove up from Jonesboro, Georgia, and uh, came to a church lock-in here in downtown Woodstock, Mount Olive, uh, and initially met her sister. And uh, and and I guess I'll tell my version of the story since I'm mic'd up and, and my wife isn't. <laughs> but ultimately, there was a, an email chain that went out um, amongst my now future or my, my current sister-in-law, but you know, future sister-in-law at the time, and a couple of in the individuals that uh, uh, it said something like, if you love Jesus, you know, send this message out to 100 people. <laughs> so naturally, I wrote back and um, forwarded it to everybody that was in the email list. And my now wife wrote me back and said something to the effect of, I don't like spam. I don't know you. Um, don't like me. <laughs> and um, that really intrigued me. Um, I was a a pretty decent athlete in high school and um you know most uh, most uh relationships i guess you'd say as a high school if you can have a relationship or just i was a an athlete and there was nothing really beyond uh, a connection i just was the athlete and it was cool to date an athlete and so i never had any pushback and my wife gave me a little bit of pushback mm-hmm. in that email and i think i said something smart back to her and essentially she got on there and she said well that's why your girlfriend is dating somebody else dot 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 Ouch. And yes, and it just really got my juices flowing. I, mean, I was excited. I was like, I've got to meet this girl that's willing to push back. Like, does she know who I am? Like, I'm William Thomas. <laughs> and um, we started bantering back and forth, um, and we decided uh, that we'd kind of talk on the phone. So it got her phone number. It took me a while to ask because I was scared. So January of 2001, we decided to meet at a church down in Decatur. Um, February of, of, uh, of 2001, actually four days from now, we officially mm-hmm. started dating. And uh, May 19th at my senior prom, we got engaged. And in October 2001, all in the same year, we got married. Wow. And uh, we've been married going on 22 years now. A man and a woman of action. Yeah, we were. We definitely were. (laughs) I just read a quote this morning. I'm reading this uh, book, Everything is Figure Outable, which I'm loving. I have a tendency to read stuff that I already agree with, right? But I I just think it was fantastic. But the, the quote is that clarity comes from engagement, not thought. And, uh, and and for me, I use smaller words. So, I, so to me, you know, clarity comes from action, not thought. And, and a lot of times you just got to throw your hat over the fence and yeah, <laughs> good for you. you. That is fantastic. All right. So let's talk about the work a little bit, the, the process. So if someone says, you know what, we need to raise some money mm-hmm. and, and they reach out to you or you, or you reach out to them and, and somehow you get connected what does it look like? You just sit down with them and kind of have kind of a consultative exchange. Yeah, walk us through what that piece, what that looks like. Absolutely, thank you. So uh, essentially, um, we want our our process and our system to be as easy as possible. And as I probably said a couple times today, I want it to be a no brainer. Mm. Uh, I want our clients to say, "What do we have to lose? What 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 what's the negative if we if we do this?" and for every one of our clients, it's been, there really isn't any. Uh, so essentially what we'll do is we'll sit down with our, our potential clients. Uh, we'll present to them what we can offer. And what we offer in a nutshell, one, is visibility for their organization. 
Number two is an event that people want to participate in. They want to have fun in, which is a golf tournament. Uh, Number three, the ability to use the resources that we have, the connections that we have, um, the standing we have in the community to engage local businesses, small business owners, um, to be able to get some visibility for their organization as well. So we work together with essentially those four things, our, our clients, our sponsors, ourselves, as well as potential golfers in the community that want to plug in, that want to engage, that want to be a part of something and allow them to have a fun field tournament. So um, I am big on betting on myself. Um, I, I believe that I can achieve and, and accomplish pretty much anything. So our compensation system is built solely on how we perform. Um, we don't charge our clients a retainer. Really, we don't charge them, a, and we don't send them in an hourly report. Uh, we don't mm. send them, a, you know, at the end of the week, this is what we did. Here's the compensation we expect. We bet solely on ourselves. So it allows, I mean, completely our clients to say, again, this is a no-brainer. We have nothing to lose. We're not paying them. XYZ thousands of dollars up front to secure their services. Um, we are going to go work for them. Um, we have a, a work ethic like I believe nobody else does. So we are really going to engage and get that uh, done for our clients. So it, it makes it a win-win for everybody. So I want to ask you about the whole sales and marketing thing, and, and maybe it's two different aspects of it. There's the the sales and marketing where you have the opportunity to serve a new client, a, a prospective client. So I'm, I'm interested to hear how that comes about and, and what things you do. And then there's the sales and marketing on behalf of the client or, or clients. Can you speak to both of those a, a little bit? Certainly. So I, I don't have a problem here in the word. No, um, it's, it's uh, I think 22 <laughs> years of marriage will do that to you too. Thank you again, um, Kelly. <laughs> man, you just, you, <laughs> but it, ultimately, um, you know, I, I, we, there's, I've heard people, you know, look negatively on, on salespeople or people who are engaged in the community um, I'm not selling hope and soap or lotion and potion is what I call it. You know? <laughs> hope and soap. I, I'm going to steal that. You're going to hear that again. Yeah, I, I believe I'm offering something of value. So for me, it, it it's I'm offering a service. I'm offering a benefit for, again, my clients and my sponsors um, because they know they're going to have, you know, potentially 70 to 90 golfers. They're going to have, you know, 30 staff, volunteers, core staff. And they're going to have 15 to 20 other community sponsors that are involved in the event. So you've got a pretty broad, broad segment of middle class, upper middle class people who are engaged, who spend money on other products. So it, it is a win-win for everybody. So when I approach my clients or potential clients, it, it is, hey, I want to give you an opportunity to, again, create brand awareness of what you offer, what you do, how you serve. And I want to help you make money. And it's not going to cost you an upfront dollar. So it's an easy approach. I don't really have to, I shouldn't say don't have to do much, but I just have to make sure I do connect with the right individual at the organization. So I have yeah. to make sure that I'm getting to the, the decision makers. And that's a little bit of work, just finding that I'm going to the right individuals. Uh, from the sponsor side, it's truly just creating that value. Um, and I'm not saying every business owner only is looking at it transactionally. A lot of them do want to plug into their community. A lot of them do want to give back they just never have been approached the right way, either because they are so small that people say, well, you know, their thousand dollar commitment eh, I want to go for the bigger dollar. No, no, no. My nonprofits would love a thousand dollar commitment. My small business owners who are potential sponsors just want someone to ask them. So we ask. We have no problem saying, hey, this is what we're doing. This is who we're serving. This is the area of the, of the county that we're in. We'd love for you to be a part of doing something for them. 
and they're thrilled. Um, the cool thing about it is a lot of times the feedback from our potential sponsors is, thank you. Thank you for asking us. Thank you for engaging us in our community. We want it to be, but no one has done it. Um, so I, I wish I had some grand, this is our marketing you know, <laughs> scheme, and, and maybe we will develop something. But as of right now, we simply are just asking, and we've had a great response. Well, and you do such a great job on site uh, promoting all of your sponsors, but then you give them a lot of love digitally too. I mean, it, like your your events have legs, I guess I would call it, like leading up to and beyond. It's, it's, there's the value on site, which is irreplaceable, I'm sure, but but you really you, yeah that your events have legs Absolutely. for sponsors don't they Absolutely we we think it's important to to have you know if someone gives or donates or becomes a sponsor or is willing to share an event we want to give them brand recognition um we realize that that is important for them uh, to feel like they're valued that um you know from a from a financial standpoint too that their business has some ability to to be profitable as well for what they're doing in exchange so um we will over inundate social media um, mm-hmm. with who our sponsors and supporters are. Um, we will, you know, make sure that that's listed on our websites, our tournament websites, our specific uh, tournament websites, our our business website, our models. We ask our clients to do the same thing. Um, when a sponsor sponsors an event, we ask them to share that flyer with them as the sponsor, saying, "Hey, we're proud to sponsor this event. This is who we're serving in our community." Because again, that helps them as well. So we, like you said, it does have legs. We we want as many people touched in to see what's happening uh, with our organization, but primarily for our clients. So if Business Radio X or Cherokee Business Radio or Main Street Warriors wanted to put on a golf cart, uh, a golf cart, I'll tell you why I said golf cart in just a moment. It's, it's a Freudian slip. It's on my mind at the moment. Uh, a, a golf tournament. So there's, there's presence on your site, but then the tournament would have a site as well. Is that how that typically works? Correct. Each and do you connect clients. us up with people to do that, or is that something that you do, or how does that part work? We do it as well. Oh, wow. We create okay. the site. We create everything. So ah. they have specific sites um, dedicated to their particular tournament, their particular sponsors, their particular engagement of where they want to be in the community. Huh. Uh, we do all that for them. Um, so we, we, I mean, we cool. literally try to make it. To where our clients simply show up on tournament day and get a check. Like that's that's what we want to do. That's um. fantastic. <laughs> so I'll tell you why I said golf cart. Before you came in and for the last couple of days, I've been golf cart shopping <laughs> because uh, for the Main Street Warriors for this small business initiative, we you know, we do on site remote broadcasts. We've done stuff at the Kid Biz Expo. We mm-hmm. And uh, and some of them are for these nonprofit things. And so to to show up at golf tournaments and any of the outdoor events. We're we're getting a, a a golf cart, but it's going to be decked out with the Main Street Warriors motif and 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 that kind of thing. So I am at this very moment golf cart shopping, and I think depending on on what kind of funding and participation we get from our sponsors, uh, we'll probably work with Finley out there at Golfing Garage. Absolutely. And and the, the phase one will probably be just get a really good looking golf cart, and we'll throw a couple of decals on it, and then we'll probably have him trick it out and make it look, you know, like a Jeep or a Humvee or, or whatever. But I literally, I was on the, the computer golf cart shopping, you know, when you guys uh, knocked on the door. Well, awesome. Yeah, I was going to say Finley's the, the, the person to talk to in that regard. Yeah, um, but it'd be fun to come out to some of these things that you're sponsoring and Main Street Warriors could sponsor or contribute or in some way, do an on-site broadcast. Mm-hmm. 
and pull in, pull in with the Main Street Warriors golf cart, and maybe even have the trailer, and maybe even set up the platform on the. I got all kind of, I got all. And now that we have, you know, we got Diesel David out there sponsoring that for us, and we got more and more participation, so we'll probably have the funding for. So anyway, that's why I said golf cart instead of golf golf (laughs) tournament. Uh, So um, being involved in the community, something Holly and I have have. really begun to enjoy since we moved here and like i said i I got this little patio home right here on the edge of downtown woodstock a block from where kelly grew up and uh and holly has become part of the theater and she's teaching watercolor classes and she's she's in the show right now at murder on orient express so we're we're loving everything about being part of the, the the community you guys have been part of the community much longer and been more immersed than I have. Uh, tell me more about why that's so important to you guys. Well, I guess it's a, a bit personal, but I'm glad you asked the question. Um, I, I grew up um, without my father. Um, we, mm. we, have a, we had a great relationship um, prior to him passing, but I always looked for and longed for people around me um, because I realized that having my pastor growing up and having my grandfather – and having some, we call them uncles, even though they weren't related right, to my right, dad, right. Uh, un- uncles and aunties, <laughs> um, I realized how important community was. And I think um, when my wife and I got married and when I started to hang around her family, I was a bit distant because I didn't understand how people just loved each other and cared for each other and prayed for each other and spent time with each other with no ulterior motives. Um, it was just foreign to me because I didn't grow up with having that community. I longed for it. I looked for it, but I didn't have it. So I think... Um, finding and seeing how my wife loved those around her and how they loved her, how they loved her, you know, my extended family now, my in-laws. Uh, it was just exciting. Um, my wife grew up with that community feel, and I kind of was adopted into it. And it's it's a huge part of who I am now. Um, I'm more of the vocal and visible, visible, uh, visible one in, in our marriage. Um, I would have somebody over my house every night. <laughs> I would go out to dinner or hang out with somebody every night. Um, because now I love that community. I love being engaged um, with, with people. And so it's just, it, it is um, an awesome feeling to know that you're a part of doing something where you're at. Um, and maybe, maybe we need to grow our vision. But I, I, if I can impact eight to 12 nonprofits a year, mm. you know, I'm, I'm happy. Um, if, if I can impact those in my community, that if I can engage people um, to do something fun, to raise money for someone else, you know, I'm 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 satisfied. I mean, I I wish I would could say that I want to take over the world, but I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm not uh, pinky in the brain from my childhood days. You know, I don't want to take over the world. I just want to be an impact in my community. Well, I, I genuinely believe that. I I can see that. I can feel it here in the studio. I know that your passion comes through over the over the airways. It's it's clear that you and, and Kelly, you're you are genuinely committed to this and you are happy and, and fulfilled in doing it. One of the things that, that I've come to, to really enjoy is I'll walk across the street to the circuit on Thursday mornings and participate in YPOW, Young mm-hmm. Professionals of, of Woodstock. And I love that format because, we, as you know, we go around, we ask a question. And in asking the questions, you can learn so much about people. Mm-hmm. One of them that uh, Jared, and Ro- Jared uh, Rodenizer asked a few weeks ago that I've begun to steal ever since <laughs> is uh, what do you have a tendency to nerd out about? And so I wanted to ask you outside the scope of this work that we've, that we've been talking about, 
what do you have a tendency to to nerd out about, man? Any other kind of interest <laughs> or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think I answered the question that um, I like Excel spreadsheet formulas. Uh, that, <laughs> that is that is my thing. I love Excel spreadsheet formulas. Um, and I think it's just because I'm an analytical person. Uh, I like to know that this amount of effort creates this amount of work, which creates this amount of reward. Mm. And it, it is how we live our lives. Um, we we know that if we want to take this many trips a year, it's going to require this amount of work, this amount of effort. And I'm going to take my trips we are going to travel. You guys do like to travel. Yes. So do Holly and I. In yes. fact, last night we were we were watching YouTube's on um, Spain because we're gonna we're gonna and you, and you guys you really enjoy international travel as well, don't we you? We do. We do. We um we spend um probably fifty to sixty days a year um outside of the country. Oh wow! Now I can't <laughs> say that. I think we're closer to like ten or fifteen. But we do, and we've made it part of our our schooling wow. for our kids. So we we oh, call neat. it road school or world school. Um, we believe that our kids, if they can treat people well, understand different cultures, and know how to manage a mm-hmm. checkbook, they'll be by far better in in how they become adults. Um, we aren't raising children in our home; we're raising adults. Um, so we've we've kind of lived that out. Um, but yeah, we love to travel. And by default, it costs money, of course. Sure. So we are willing to put in the work. Um, if you you know, if you look at our schedule last year, we spent six weeks um, between Australia, Fiji, Hawaii, Abu Dhabi, Italy, Spain, or not Spain, um, Switzerland, uh, France, wow. uh, the United Kingdom. And we knew that it was going to cost a certain amount of money. So for the period of about four months, five months leading up to that trip, I worked every morning from 730 till about nine in the morning or excuse me, nine in the evening. And then we'd go DoorDash after that, not because we had to have it, but because we wanted to have additional monies so that we could do the, hey, let's take a little tour Mm -hmm. of a of a, a haunted castle. Let's go down to Versailles. Let's go down to the catacombs. Um, And we didn't want to to not have the experiences because simply money wasn't wasn't there. So we we're willing to work and do what we need to do so that we can enjoy the things that we enjoy doing. My late father-in-law Holly's uh, father used to say that travel broadens you. That was mm-hmm. his phrase and and I think that is so true to to gain an appreciation for other cultures if you Absolutely. if you'll open yourself up to that. It really does, doesn't it? It does. You you think differently, uh you see people differently. Yeah. Um and and you you find out um you just find out beyond your your your, your bubble, um, you know where I'm, you know, where we're typically all comfortable being. So it, it is just, uh, and for our kids, it, it's it, I think it's comical that our kids, um, you know, we took our two younger kids on our, one of our longer trips last year, and our two older kids, uh, when we tell them we're traveling, we're going, we'll ask them, hey, do you want to come? And they're like, I've I've been there before. You know? <laughs> so they they oftentimes now don't want to go. It's it's I've got to work or I've got school, and I'm. It's exciting to know that they're committed to their craft and being good yeah. at what they do, but that also they've seen so much of this beautiful world, this beautiful country. Um, our two younger kids have been to all 50 states. Our two older kids have been Man. to 49 of the 50. They, my two olders uh, have not gone to Hawaii, but they've had an opportunity to see some great things and some great people learn some great things. And we're setting them up, I think, to, to be productive, uh, conscious, um, loving, and caring people as adults. 
Boy, I certainly think so. I am so glad I asked. Thank you, Jared, for the, the, the inspiring <laughs> that question. I'm going to put it into every interview going forward. Okay, before we wrap, I wonder, uh, because of your experience making the transition from a successful career to running your own business, if maybe you could share a pro tip or two, uh, uh, something a person might be uh, reading uh, doing, not doing, just a, a li- because so many of our listeners are, um, I, I'll call them budding entrepreneurs, or some of them have an idea on a cocktail napkin, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, <laughs> maybe something to, to, to share with them that'll keep them inspired and help them get and stay on the right track. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll give really three tidbits. Okay. Uh, number one is, is don't be ashamed of where you're at now mm-hmm. and the idea that you have. Um, you may not have instant success. You may not have instant supporters or instant fans. Um, but if you believe in what you're doing, it's okay to have the cocktail napkin business plan. Um, I, if you were to check our office at home, um, you would see so many revisions of revisions <laughs> of revisions uh, as we've we've kind of scaled it and grown it and thought about it and, and got advice and, and got tips and uh, encouragement and, and criticism at times, which is, which is fair. Uh, so I would just say, number one, just – be okay with where you're at um, and, and continue to, to, to push. Uh, number two is, is find groups of people that think like you. Um, mm-hmm. I was, uh, um, prior to really engaging in some of the networking groups that I'm in, I always thought networking groups were for people who just wanted to hang out but didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was from looking from the outside in. Yeah. Um, and being a part of those groups, I found genuine friendships. I found people that who really care to pour into my lives who care to encourage my mind, who, you know, are willing to say, here's a book. Um, we just left a meeting this morning and was given a book and just can't wait to dive into it and to read it. Um, so in, excited about um, being around people that, that think like I do. And number, or number three, and to me the most important, is whether it's a spouse or a business partner or a family member or just a friend, you've got to find someone that is willing to cheerlead you. Um, mm. And I think my wife is biased. She thinks I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread, um, or at least that's what she tells. Well, I'm beginning other. to think so too, man. For whatever that's worth, she she tells other people that. But she's willing to champion me um, to others. She's willing to um, make sure people see us, you know. But me primarily is the face of golf to grow. Uh, she wants people to see that I'm, you know, that I'm a superstar. Um, again, I don't know what that looks like or really what that means. But she's willing to 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 champion me and then also to encourage me, but also to hold me accountable because in running a business, there's times that I'm away. There are times that I have to, to sacrifice certain other things and she's not one to hold it over my head. She's not one to, to say, um, why are you going here or why are you doing this? She, she understands and she's championing me. So I would say, find someone that can be in your, your foxhole as a former service member would say a foxhole buddy, someone that's willing to, to do what it takes to get out of the foxhole together. Um, and, and I happen to have that in my wife, which makes it awesome for our marriage too. Oh, marvelous counsel, man. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right. What's the best way for our listeners to connect with you and have a conversation with you or someone on your team, whatever you think is appropriate, email, LinkedIn, website, all that stuff. I am um, a fan of email. Um, I am, I'm okay with people emailing me. I like the way it sounds when I get an email from my, to my business email. So maybe it's just the excitement of hearing the, the certain twerp that I have that comes across when I get an email to our business email. So that would be William at golf. Um, of course, the sport G O L F the number two 
golftogrow.com. So William at golftogrow.com is the best way to get in contact with myself or our team. Well, it has been an absolute delight having you on the show, man. It's uh it's been informing, inspiring. It's and it's fun to see someone and, and, and someone some two people <laughs> with so much passion for what you're doing. Keep up the good work, man. What you're doing is so important and uh don't be a stranger. Let's, we want to continue to to follow as, as your story unfolds. But thank you for coming and, and hanging out with us today, man. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Also, you can check out our website at www.golf2, again, the number, grow.com. <laughs> that was a lot. So Kelly whispered in his ear while we were talking. Hey, I'm so glad that you came. Golf2grow.com, and, and it's the two is the number two. Yes, sir. Fantastic. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed the visit, man. You got to come back. We will. Thank you. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today with Golf to Grow, Mr. William Thomas, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you again on Cherokee Business Radio.